Hey everybody, it's Kenya, and this is the Thank You For Saying No podcast, where we find meaning in life's unexpected turns. Isla! (laughs) Welcome to the Thank You For Saying No podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you. This is the first episode, so it's literally like so special that you're here. It's so special (laughs) that you're having me here. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. So for those who don't know Isla... She is a sad bitch and a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's the name of her single that came out this year, right? Yes, yes. And it's definitely my favorite song on my bad bitches playlist. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but really, she is just like the most real, pure, kind-hearted, mm. awesome, like hardworking, outstanding people I know. Oh. She's a singer, a songwriter, a model, an activist. Right? Yes. She's just like a 10 out of 10 human being. Um, and today she's going to talk to us about her like success as an artist. Oh, well, and thank like- you for that amazing <laughs> intro. I'm definitely a sad bitch. And a sad bitch sometimes. <laughs> and she's going she's gonna to tell us about like the things she had to overcome along the way. Um, and truth be told, I've known Isla mm-hmm. since she was two. Yeah. Um, she sang a song for me at my bat mitzvah. <laughs> family Um, and like we've just I've known you my whole life and so that makes me a little nervous I'm gonna be honest (laughs) because because even though we're talking about your story Mm -hmm. like you can flip the script back on me just as easy so please like don't ask me anything (laughs) you're gonna say don't ask me anything (laughs) anything I'm like great (laughs) so okay so let's get into it I want to talk about your journey some of the no's along the way, um, and the greatness that came from it. And I want to start with the greatness, the great things you've accomplished first. So mm-hmm. um, if I leave anything out, please. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you've had songs with Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. with Method Man, with Y2, mm-hmm. with Joyner, yep. Joyner Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked with Grammy award-winning producer Casey Porter. Yes. <laughs> Shout out Love Casey. that guy. <laughs> You've you have two EPs, mm-hmm. Warren Raindrops and Other Ways to Vent. Mm-hmm. You've gone on your own headlining tour. You have your own music company, mm-hmm. Ostervellum. Mm-hmm. You've been on Vogue. <laughs> You've literally done the <laughs> campaign for Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? No. You have sixty five million <laughs> streams on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. That's so crazy. That's crazy. Um, and just knowing you on a personal level. Like, you are so pure and genuine. Thank you. And, like, true to who you are. And you're, like, you're not afraid to be yourself. And you're you're comfortable in your own mind and body. And that mm. shows, like, through you. We're already going to cry or no? <laughs> I might. And you're just, like, you're just, you're so comfortable in your own mind and body, even through the hard times. And that comes out in your music. Thank you. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like, um... Those, like everything you listed, sometimes I need that reminder. Mm -hmm. Like the sad bitch in me (laughs) needs that because it's a tough industry Mm -hmm. for sure. And it's also like I'm such an introvert. It's tough to like be – like it's crazy to hear you say that Mm because I'm so happy you feel that way, especially as someone who knows me so closely. (laughs) Um, Like I'm honored that you feel that way. And um, yeah, it's. I think music is how I – express myself like instead it's how I connect with people yeah as opposed to some people are like 
going out, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like super social. And for me, I think my language and my openness comes through the music and like through the like bad bitch kind of moments is Mm -hmm. like where I find my, like the combo of kind of who I am Yeah, with like being an introvert, but also like having a message, I guess. For sure. So like, you're great. You're so great, right? (laughs) Like you've made it, you, you like achieved wild success. In my eyes, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I agree, but thank I, you. I, compl- I completely like, you just, you've done amazing things, right? And you put yourself out there and you did that. And and you've been told no along the way and you've said no along the way, right? Mm-hmm. But but you've also had those like, thank you for saying no moments too. Oh yeah. And so that's where I want to get started here. So what was the first no, the first relevant no okay. in your career that led to the successes you've achieved up to today? Um, I would say, okay, so when I was a junior going into senior year of high school, mm-hmm. I knew, I mean, I was so quiet. I majored in dance. I went to a performing arts school. Um, I think I was able to kind of hide behind the dance a little bit. Um, but I knew I wanted to be an artist, a mm-hmm. musical artist. Yeah. And I had to make a really tough choice, which was to not go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, so that first no was, you know, came from me, obviously. Um, but everyone around me was trying to get into the arts or entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. the industry because of the school I went to. But everybody was going to college. Mm-hmm. Every friend. Yeah. And had scholarships and opportunities. And for me, I felt like I would be taking on a ton of debt. Mm -hmm. I would be, because I wanted to be a musical artist, there wasn't a blueprint. It's not like if I go to school, I get to like, okay, you get to be successful or Mm -hmm. like, oh, you can get hired at this, whatever, Uh you know? And so I kind of had to make a tough choice. And that no still, I feel that no to this day. Like Mm. I just did a university show last week and... Even then, like I was telling the audience, I'm like, I'm living vicariously through you guys. Like I drove by the dorms. I'm like, this is crazy. You know, and this is like 10 years ago that I made or 11 years ago that I made this choice. I'm mm-hmm. old. <laughs> no, but it was definitely the best choice. But that's kind of my first no. Okay. That was when I reflect on it, I'm like, good job. Good job. Because a week after that was when I auditioned for Fine China, which okay. is a group that I was in. So. And I want to talk about Fine China too. So like what kind of music was Fine China? Yeah. And tell us just more about the group, how you found it. Okay. So one week out of high school, mm-hmm. I had made this tough choice, obviously months you know, prior to this. Um, and I just felt like I knew I wanted to be a solo artist or whatever. I wanted to explore that. Okay. Um, but... I think it was through Facebook. I'm trying to remember. Oh, my God. It wouldn't have been MySpace. <laughs> I think it was MySpace? Facebook, like, beginnings of Facebook. With Tumblr? <laughs> For sure. It was a letter that came it in the mail. It was a delivered by a dove? Yeah. Okay. My horse and carriage. Um, but mm-hmm. the But Facebook, I think it was, like, some group, and they were, um, I think it went by a different name at the time. It was a manager and a producer. Okay. And they were looking for girls to audition into a group. So it was like a completely, um, I want to say man-made. That's not the right thing. But like it was, uh, it was, wasn't like my friends or anything. We all yeah. auditioned in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to that audition and I sang for them. Mm-hmm. 
And they picked me, I think that day they were like, oh, we love this. And then there were three other girls um, who also auditioned. And the music was like actually exactly what I wanted to do. It was like straight pop Mm -hmm. R&B. They believed in having four lead singers instead of like a main person. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of background. So it was, it was different than like a Destiny's Child in that way. Yeah. Um, God, I love Destiny's Child. Um, (laughs) But... You know, so that was a cool experience. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. Like, I think it helped me also being reserved Yeah. to have these other girls mm-hmm. because it was like my first thing in the industry. Yeah. I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fresh and yeah. <laughs> it was cool to have like the Like other people support. doing it with you. Totally. Yes. Totally. Yes. And then for them to also be on that same exact mm-hmm. journey, if there yeah. was like issues within the group. It was never like us. It was like everything else going on around us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool experience for sure. It was a lot of learning. Yeah. Things all imagine. at once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine like like being dumped right into the industry. Or not dumped, but like going totally. right into the industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's so much you're learning as you go. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I will say um, within the group, I was by far the most reserved. Okay. And I was kind of um, <clears throat> ridiculed for that a bit. Like, mm-hmm. I I have a great time. Like, I have great memories. I love the girls. You know, I love the management and the producer. Like, it was a journey that I'm so happy I went on. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of no's in, like, kind of who I was. Yeah. Which is tough. Yeah. Um, Can you tell us about one? Yeah. Like, they would talk about my lack of energy and excitement like for example if we were doing an interview Mm -hmm. or if we were on stage or Mm -hmm. whatever it was um when we would go and meet producers I would get a lot of like you're oh my gosh like your Mm -hmm. your vocals are like whatever yeah this type of thing and a lot of praise in that sense and I would get placed as like a lead on this song and then you know another girl would be a lead on this song and it was like that all that energy was good Mm -hmm. when it came to the singing yeah and like the performing Mm -hmm. But everything else, they were super critical, I think, of my reservedness. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think that just took a toll. Yeah. Because I felt like if I'm going to be an artist, in a group or not, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm going to be an artist, I have to be myself. Yes. Like, I can't preach something to the world of, like, love yourself, but, like, the self that's loud when you're quiet. (laughs) Like, you know, that's not. Yeah. um, And so I think that was a big... Like, I almost learned as much about the industry as I did regarding, like, who I wanted Mm. to be Mm -hmm. and, like, feeling like that wasn't exactly good enough in a group or, like, oh, you're not going to stand out or Mm -hmm. something. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So so then how did Fine China – like, you're obviously not in Fine China anymore, right? Yeah. So how did it end? So a couple different factors happened with Fine China. Um, We had done – we had done some amazing songs. We put some songs out, shot videos. We got to travel. We met with a couple labels. Mm-hmm. And one of them um, is a major label. And we had gone into the meeting. And I remember telling myself, like, I don't want the group afterward to be like, oh, you know, Isla was quiet or mm-hmm. there was this thing or whatever. And so I remember just going in and being like, okay, I'm going to be present. Like, I'm going to be me. I'm not yeah. going to change who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to, like, 
give it. And yeah. I remember knowing, <laughs> I felt like that in my audition for Fine China. And I yeah. feel like that to this day, like mm-hmm. something in me, I just turn it on. Yeah. And I can be like, I don't know. I can deliver what I need to deliver usually. Yeah. But in that moment, I remember after we left the label, mm-hmm. they had just kind of sat us down individually. And I know, I don't know the other girls' stories as much, but I know with me, they had just said like, you were really reserved and whatever. And I remember thinking like, no, I wasn't. (laughs) What? Um, And so, you know, it was interesting. So then we kind of, um, I remember two of the girls had been, I don't know if like asked to leave. I think there was probably kind of some stuff behind the scenes that I don't know about, Mm -hmm. but they had decided to leave. Okay. And so there were only two of us left. Mm -hmm. And the girl that was left, she was so talented. I love her. Um, And I just remember feeling like this is just not right anymore. Yeah. And I think it's that I should go. And, um, and then I had, you know, spoken to another member's, um, family and they had said like, you know, I think that there was some kind of messiness that had happened with the deal. Like maybe they wanted one of us Mm -hmm. and, you know, or something like that. And so, do you know, who? like, do you have more information? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think they had said that they wanted to do some type of a deal around me. Mm. And I, so, and then I know there was talks about me and the other girl mm-hmm. and doing like a duo okay. type of a thing, but that for the management, which it was their choice, mm-hmm. you know, like we were adults, but we were following them. Right. And I totally respect it. Like, it is what it is. I think they felt like it was like an all or nothing. Mm. And I don't know the details about it because I was yeah. done. Like, at that point, I was already kind of out of it. So, wait. So, you auditioned with the label. Mm-hmm. And this was the audition where you felt like, I'm going to give 100% me, just be myself, be who I am. Yes. And you did that. And then after the audition, your management company was like... Yeah. No, they didn't want to Like, go it wasn't us. quite... Yes. Like, but they didn't in, want But in guys. the end, the label loved you. Yes. Because you were being just who you were. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Wow. I mean, that's what I... I mean... It's interesting. Yeah. And I think also, I don't know what the other girls were told, but I'm guessing it was... It was... You know, like, we all had what was seen as, like, a weakness and a strength mm-hmm. within it, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I don't know. It was like a very interesting experience and it was very music industry like, Yeah, like a big wake up call of like, okay, maybe not everything is what it seems. Mm-hmm. And like to this day, I actually don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know the facts. That's crazy. I don't know. We need what, the facts. If there was a okay? deal, we need the deal presented, <laughs> oh, <bad>. attorney. <laughs> no, so I have funny. no idea, but I'm so, I'm so happy that that deal didn't happen. Yeah. And like, Wait, so I need to pause you for a second. Mm -hmm. So what you're describing is like everyone had their weaknesses Mm -hmm. and I almost don't even want to call them a weakness, but Mm -hmm. for you, I'm sure it was like your shyness, right? Yes. Like being more introverted. Yeah. But I think today, Mm -hmm. like those are your strengths. Like that's what people relate to. Thank you. Like because you come out into an interview Mm -hmm. or a music video or dude, a show. Yeah. Like I watch your shows and I am like, I'm literally like, like so moved by what you're doing like my whole I like I feel what you're trying to express like thank you 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 show emotion in your music and that is just like that's like you make people feel something like not everyone can do that thank you I think I think for me that's the whole entire goal so Mm -hmm. it means the world for you to say that yeah um it's really the best way for me to kind of shine is to just own my shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Okay, so the group ended. You're like, you decide to leave the group, right? You come out, you're like, oh shit, like I didn't go to college. Yeah. I'm not in this group that I didn't go to college for. Like what else is happening in your life at this time? Like, yeah. were you about to get married? Were things going really well? Mm-hmm. Were you just like flooding in money? Yeah, like- I had seven kids. Um, <laughs> no. So what's interesting is that I didn't really mention this, but so when I was a kid, I did acting. Mm-hmm. And in that, I was able to make money as a kid that goes into like a Coogan okay. account for when you turn mm-hmm. 18. Yeah. And I'm cute little fella acting. A little me. I, I just did like commercials and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know how I was brave enough for that. <laughs> goals. Um, I'd like to go back to that energy. Um, but I because I had some money that was saved, yeah. A lot of that went into Fine China, like our oh, wow. wardrobe, things like that, mm-hmm. like we paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember leaving the group. I mm-hmm. had featured on Walking on Air, which was produced by my uncle Casey yeah. Porter, who you mentioned before. And that's before. the one with Snoop Dogg. Yes, that's okay. the one with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And Casey had hired me. And Anise. Yes, and Anise K, okay. who's a DJ. Okay. Yeah. So Casey had hired me. I think this was toward the end of Fine China. I'm trying to remember the timeline, but it was definitely toward the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd hired me as a demo singer. So yeah. I wasn't like planning on it being my song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the label heard it and they were like, we love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this label was Sony Australia. So okay. I um, that song came out and... That was like a super cool time. Yeah. And I got to travel with that and it was a big song. Like it was a dance record. It wasn't really like what I was doing in the group or yeah. what I saw myself yeah. doing musically outside uh-huh. of the group, but it was so special. Like such a cool experience. I got to travel and yeah. the song was number one in like seven countries. Mm-hmm. So I was reading the comments because I watched the video the other day to, yeah. to like get up to speed and stuff. And they're like, this song doesn't get old. And I'm like, that's so it's true. So crazy. It's like I was still like dancing to it. Oh, it's so good. Years later? And you know, Casey wrote that song. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he's amazing. I'm so grateful um, to have him and you know, yeah. my family. But so when I when that came out, okay. I had left the group. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time it was actually out and the mm-hmm. video was out and all of that, and it was getting really good attention, um, I started working with a bunch of different producers, mm-hmm. like as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people liked or loved my voice, mm-hmm. um, but they felt like it was really hard to put me in like fit me into a blueprint of other artists success Mm -hmm. which is like I don't blame people at all I think in this industry there's no way of knowing Mm -hmm. like so much of the success of an artist is through like chance or like someone possibly hearing you yeah someone seeing you somewhere like Mm -hmm. a showcase or on YouTube or (laughs) whatever and so um, it's so much easier when you have an artist you're like you're a good singer let's make you pop Uh or like you look like a country artist. Let's make you a country artist, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I was running into that a lot with producers and management. Mm. The management that I had going into, I'm sorry, coming out of Fine China um, was amazing. And, but felt like I should fit into a different box than I wanted to be in. And I didn't want to be in a box at all, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so that was... Um, a very interesting thing. And so I remember kind of just being like, okay, rewind. Um, I needed a job. Mm-hmm. I was out of money. Okay. Um, and I had a bunch of friends who worked at this place called Cupcake Stiletto. Okay. In the Topanga Mall. Yes. <laughs> You're from the Valley. Shout out Topanga Mall. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> um, and a lot of these friends went to high school with me. So they were in the arts, okay. like acting or music or whatever. And um, they worked at the cupcake shop and they were like, they did. you should just apply. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you need to apply. Like, okay. Stop being crazy. <laughs> okay. Just get a job. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I go in, I interview, um, and my interview, so the cupcake place was owned by Kata Spriggs and Alicia Worthy, okay, wait, who are on. now married. Wait, I need to pause you right there. Okay. Okay. So, so, okay. So Fine China ended, the management yes. company that you found after was like not really finding a space for you to fit yeah. into just being yeah. who you are and the kind of music you wanted to make. Yeah. Um, was... Were you in a relationship then or no? Yes. Yes. So I was and in a relationship. ended. It almost. It, fizzled. it was fizzling. It was fizzling. It was fizzling. Okay, yeah. that's fine. We can leave it there. <laughs> so it was fizzling, right? But I want to talk about that moment where it's like you have this culmination. I'm calling it like a culmination yeah. of your nose. Where yeah. like Fine China ends. The yeah. label didn't work out. Like yeah. you didn't feel like you could like people were telling you like to be something that you weren't almost yeah. by telling you to try to fit in a box that you weren't fitting in. Yes. And so over and over. In that mo- and your relationship was fizzling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in that moment, like how, what were you thinking and feeling? Like how are you how are you like walking through that no part? Oh, that's interesting. I think I was stumbling through it. Yeah, I'm not graceful when <laughs> I get my crawling. nose. I'm usually like this puking and lots of stuff. <laughs> totally. All the good things. Um, my favorite. Um, yeah, I think to touch on the relationship, because sure. I think that was a big part of this too. I was in a relationship for a few years um, mm-hmm. from the time. So this spans over like leaving high school, mm-hmm. 18 years old, mm-hmm. until I was about 21 was when I got the job. Okay. So it was a couple At years. At the cupcake shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That time in that relationship, like I was with someone who was super supportive of my career. Mm -hmm. I had lost a lot of friends, Mm -hmm. a lot of friends because I was like giving everything. I still do. Yeah. Like I was hustling for Mm -hmm. this life and you don't have a lot of crawling in. Yeah. Yeah, No. And Mm -hmm. so it would be like, come to my birthday. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I can't, but, but I swear it'll pay off one day. And I hoped, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I think it made people look at me different, which yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, I got to stay on this path. Like, yeah. it means something if I feel yeah. like this strongly. Um, and so my relationship at the time was like kind of my everything. And it was pretty codependent, mm-hmm. like on my end. Okay. <laughs> and I remember right after I got the job and then the relationship, you know, came to an end, um, I drove for the first time. And I had had my license since I was 18. Oh, my God. I didn't get it at 16, but I got it at 18. <laughs> and um, and I remember, like, the first time that I drove to one of my coworkers' house mm-hmm. after the breakup. Yeah. Because I had not driven myself, really. Oh, my Like, God. it was so – it was a very secure or, like, provided a lot of security, the relationship yes. for how young we were. Mm-hmm. And I'll always appreciate him for that. Like, yeah. it was very special. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't right anymore. Yeah. And that was very tough. Mm-hmm. That was like, it was like my first yeah. kind of adult relationship. And that was tough. Um, so yeah, it all happened at the same time. And I think there's like, there's something to be, so there's, there's something to be said about like changing course. So like yes. when we're in these no moments, like girl, there even though it's hard, like I don't know, like you could have chosen to stay in with Fine China and like pushed through and yeah. like kept trying to fit a mold that didn't work for you or even after it ended, like you could have kept kept trying to fit a mold that didn't fit for you, but yeah. there's something to be said about like walking 
the path mm-hmm. into the unknown. Yeah. And like taking that risk and like doing something where you don't know what the end result is going to be. Yeah. But there's like there's like this tension and this like disconnect when we're in something that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And like I, for me, I I can't always pinpoint it. And like yeah. in retrospect, I understand what's happening more. Yeah. But in those no moments, mm-hmm. I'm like, but I really want this to happen. Like, mm-hmm. and so, but like in in retrospect, I realize like, oh, now I see why it might have not worked out. Or now I realize like I couldn't be myself in this moment. Yeah. And I'm so glad like I didn't get stuck in that situation. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I think when I decided to even go interview for that job. My, I remember friends and family specifically being like, don't do it. Like, don't give up. Mm-hmm. It seemed very much like I was giving up on something. Yeah. Um, looking back now, I was so young that that's crazy that I was even kind of feeling like that. Like, I'm so happy I got that job. That job changed my life. But in the moment. The cupcake job. Yes. Okay. But in the moment, it felt like that. Yeah. Like, it felt like something, all these things in me were being torn apart, mm-hmm. like, slowly mm-hmm. yeah. from head to toe yeah. uh-huh. of, like, some dignity stuff, yes. some love stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It felt very scary. Mm-hmm. I remember I had a, was working with this producer at the time and he was awesome, but it wasn't right. Yeah. And I knew it. Mm -hmm. And that's another tough thing. Mm -hmm. Man, you just know, but you don't know, but you you know. know. And And sometimes it's hard because it's your only option in front of you. So sometimes you just have to take what's there. And I remember thinking like, okay, well, I'll try and be a pop artist. And then like (laughs) one day I'll get to do what I really want, you know? And like, because this person believes in me. Mm -hmm. And I remember they gave me a contract that was this thick. Mm. And I was like, Okay. And I think it was three days later that I went in for my interview with Cupcake Stiletto. And that's so funny looking back. Yeah, yeah. Because I obviously, I never worked with that person again. Yeah. Because I met Cadis. Yes. Okay, now let's get into the Cupcake Shop. (laughs) This is my favorite part of your story. So you you work, you interview at the Cupcake Mm -hmm. Shop and it's, who owns it? Okay, so Alicia and Cadis owned it together. Okay. Alicia is an attorney. Right. Cadis is a music producer. And at the time, was Alicia an attorney in L.A. or where was she? She was an attorney in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and she had moved to L.A. and started this passion project, Cupcake Stiletto. Okay. So it was like, I think she had gone to school at NYU for law school. Mm-hmm. And she loved like the combination of yeah. cupcakes and then like high fashion. Yeah. And okay. then, you know, so that's how this started. So um, did you go to work in like heels and stuff? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had a Cupcake Stiletto shirt. Oh, cute. <laughs> And sneakers. Do you no. still have it? Yeah. Aww. I have two of them. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so I remember, so I think she actually interviewed everyone who had worked there, but she was doing, maybe she was out of town or she was working or something. And so Cadis had interviewed me and they ran it together. Yeah. But he interviewed me and he was like, I'm a producer. And I was like, I'm a singer. <laughs> and I think we both were kind of like, okay, everyone is. Everyone in LA you know? is a singer and a producer. Yeah, like mm-hmm. welcome to LA where yeah. everyone does everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we, it was a, I don't know, it was a very interesting interview because we did not talk about like cupcakes or the job. Okay. We really just talked about music and, um, and then he asked me if I had questions and he like showed me the menu and Mm -hmm. then we kind of got to work. Like I got hired. Yeah. And the next day I think I started there and then I went into the studio and sang for him and his, yes. And his business partner in music at the time. They were both there. Okay. Um, and for those who don't know, 
Cadis is your producer now. Like yes. he's the one you've worked with on Warren Raindrop. Yes. Um, other ways to vent. Yeah. All your singles. Mm-hmm. He's produced everything. He's produced everything. Mm-hmm. Like you guys, like, mm-hmm. like, and we're business partners. Yeah. Own our company together. Okay. Um, and fun fact, Cadis never presented me with a contract. Wow. It was like all on the belief in each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a handshake. Um, yeah. I know. Oh, okay. Were we doing karate? No, I was doing an intense <laughs> handshake. Like we got this. Um, and so, and so, it was cool because I remember going in there and just thinking, this is going to be like every other thing where I sing and like I just sang a cappella. Yeah. It's like part of it in mm-hmm. this industry. You just go in and you're like, this is my voice. <laughs> so great. Yeah, just like that. Sounded just like that. Um, and so, and Cadis was super receptive Mm -hmm. and so it was exciting like he was like let's work like yeah why not so talk about being at the right place at the right time gosh and I think that's like an important thing just to like be aware of through this whole like thank you for saying no Mm -hmm. podcast like overview idea like like I think part of the no's Mm -hmm. and being in a no part is like is acknowledging how hard it is Mm -hmm. and like wallowing or like just not ignoring how difficult those times in our life can be, mm-hmm. but like healing from it and like taking, like being a sad bitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just <laughs> but then also that. being a bad bitch yeah. where you can like get up, show up, do whatever, you, like whatever the next right thing is for you, like mm-hmm. do that thing. And for you, that was a cupcake shop. Yeah. And it allowed you to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. Where you literally kind of against all odds met yeah. your producer yeah. like that. Like the goal is to be at the right place at the right time. Right. And, like, and it felt to be honest, I think that no, and that not wallowing, but that feeling yeah. lasted for a long time, even after I was working there and mm. into us working because mm. I had like, and I knew it was right. And even though it hurts, like I'm still recovering from the relationship at this time, the breakup, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. I'm still going through this, like, should I have not been in the group anymore? Like, I love those people. Like, Like, what did I do? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, am I brave enough to do this on my own? Can I do interviews on my own? Can I perform on my own? You know, and I think every day working there, people, my old management would come by and like people would see me from high school. Mm -hmm. People would... You know, I'm from the Valley, so this is a very central place. The mm-hmm. cupcake place was directly in the middle right? of the mall. It was like a spotlight <laughs> on me. And I remember even like one of the girls from Fine China came by. Mm-hmm. Like after the breakup, my ex had gotten, with, you know, in a new relationship. She came by. So cute. Like there was all this, it was just this weird energy. And I could tell yeah. people would be kind of like feeling bad for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, music's not working That's out. That's a good feeling. Right. But, but meanwhile... <laughs> I'd work there all day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd close. Right. And I'd go to the studio right after. Mm-hmm. And we were creating what became Warren Raindrops. Okay. And it was over many, maybe two and a half, two three years. years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew what was going on. And there's also a kind of a beautiful like confidence in what you were talking about of like the, this is the right place, the right time, like mm-hmm. hold out, like keep going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I was poor and I was struggling and we were kind of all struggling, I think. And it was all because we knew something bigger was coming. Mm, like you felt it. Yeah. How, like, how did you know you felt it though? Like, cause you, you talk about like struggling, not having a lot of money at this time. Mm-hmm. Like you work at the cupcake shop during the day. Mm-hmm. You're in the studio all oh, night. Yeah. You're oh, like yeah. sleep deprived for two and a half years. Oh yeah. Like, why did you keep doing that? 
I think something in me knew that this is how I would tell my story. Mm-hmm. And I think something in Cadis knew that he could give something to me on the production side and the music side and the business partner side of things of like, I totally believe in exactly who you are. Yeah. Not like you can do R&B. You can do, we can do jazz and hip hop tracks with R&B and like classical yeah. and, you know, yeah. he believed in what I wanted and he mm-hmm. believed I could do it. Yeah. Not like, oh, but like if you look different or if you had a different style or you didn't mm. want to be like in a prairie dress or something. <laughs> I can get a little weird, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, like, I think the belief from Cadis was mm-hmm. amazing because it stood right next to the belief in myself. Yeah. Which it didn't matter what everyone else thought. I was like, cool. You just needed, like, the right team. Yeah. The right surroundings to, like, push yeah. you mm-hmm. to be able to just be. Yeah. And because of that, too, I had – because of Cadis and that um, – like so much of this industry is about the relationships you build. So Cadis had relationships with other people, Mm -hmm. which, and there were a lot of no's in that too. And there were a lot of yeses. Yeah. There were a lot of moments of like, this is our deal. We're Mm going to sign this big deal. And then it's like, oh, we're not. Doesn't go through. Yeah. Like an hour before you're going to sign. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it's a hundred percent. And I think that, you know, now at this point, it's been eight years, eight and a half years. Since Warren Raindrop? No, since I started working. Yeah. Okay. Well, so obviously you finished Warren Raindrops, right? And it's been really successful. Mm -hmm. Um, Juice is the one that blew up, right? Yes. And so so you it worked out, right? Like I talked about all your successes at the beginning. Um, At what point in your journey Mm -hmm. did you have the thank you for saying no moment where you were glad that all of these things didn't work out? I think... I mean, it's probably obvious, but I continue to have it, Mm -hmm. you know, to this day. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest moment was probably, I remember sitting at um, this restaurant. Oh my God, it was a literal moment. Yeah. I remember sitting at this restaurant (laughs) in in Studio City. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was the night that Warren Raindrops came out. Okay. And so there were not, like, there weren't, like, fans and stuff. Like, there wasn't really people anticipating (laughs) Except me. Um, And I had, at this point, we had built a team, an amazing team, um, and including Galen Whittemore, who is Mm -hmm. our kind of third business partner. Okay. Um, And he's more on the business side, but also a creative. We kind of all have both sides to us. And I just remember we were sitting at this restaurant. Mm. My parents were there. Cadis was there. Galen, Lucas, Amber, my team, basically. Mm -hmm. My core team. Uh And... The restaurant, like I think Galen or Cadis told the yeah, had them play it. (laughs) And this is like a big restaurant. This is like kind of like a pop-in restaurant at the time. And I just remember hearing it. Like Mm -hmm. it it wasn't like hearing it on the radio or hearing it like things I've done since, like a billboard or something. Those are amazing. But I think hearing it on the speakers and Mm -hmm. being like, this has been a hard few years. Yes. A hard journey in so many ways like mm-hmm. heartache and recovery and mm-hmm. and finding that the joy in it and yeah. I just remember hearing I, it was probably juice or flowers or something <laughs> and just being like oh okay this, like this there's something yeah and it wasn't even a, an acknowledgement from like the industry or like mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. or any of that 
it was because I felt very alone at this time. Yeah. Very alone. Like I had given every day and every night to this for years. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, it was a, kind of an innocent, pure moment of like, oh, that's my thing. Yeah. That I've worked this hard for and it's out. And it just felt like, okay, thank you for like all the no's, mm-hmm. like the big no's, yeah. the little ones, like yeah. the, and I think without, like, I can acknowledge every no mm-hmm. and they're all shitty mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all were hard, yeah. but they led to yes. Mm-hmm. And they led to me finding a, a me that connects with other people, which I mm-hmm. can't even believe. Like they people care enough to this. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I still have them all yeah. the time. Like yeah. there's still, this is an industry full of no's mm-hmm. and slaps in the face. <laughs> Kicks in the curve. But I think that like remembering that moment mm-hmm. um, at the restaurant is like always kind of what keeps me going because mm-hmm. that yes was a huge yes for me that actually didn't involve a cosign or a an acknowledgement of like yeah. anyone else's yes except my own of mm-hmm. like my journey being the yes. Yeah. And like the the victory of it, I think. Wow. I think there's like, and I touched on this a little at the beginning, but there's something to be said in walking the path that is the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, and and your your story is such a great example of that because every like avenue that you tried to fit into like didn't work. You literally mm-hmm. had to forge this own path of yours um, to find your sound, right? Yeah. And to, to be you and be who you are. Yeah. And I, and I know it's like, it's scary and it's not easy. Yeah. And the fact that you like, that you did it is really powerful. Like, thank you. Like really powerful. <laughs> thank you. It's dark. Yeah. It can be super dark mm-hmm. walking that it's like a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long You're like, is tunnel. anyone here? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Especially in an industry like this. Mm-hmm. But I, I think in any industry where you give your whole heart and soul and then for some reason within entertainment, it's so it's such a trip because you're like, you're like, hi, here's my heart, mind, <laughs> body and soul. soul. Do you like it? Yeah. Do you like, <laughs> you know, and I've done yeah. these like we had these moments, we had these big moments and we mm-hmm. still do. And of like signing label deals and kind of those full circle moments, like mm-hmm. looking back at Fine China mm-hmm. and then looking at when I actually did do, when I signed yeah. Empire and things like that. Um, but it continues. Mm-hmm. Like the no's are going to continue for oh, me. Oh, yeah. And how I how I push past that and even my own no's. Like mm-hmm. when I look in the mirror, like I'm like, okay, love yourself today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's vulnerable. Yeah. And like, but knowing like what exactly what you said. Going through that, it's it's dark, it's scary, mm-hmm. it's stumbly, mm-hmm. it's hard to walk straight and sit yeah. up straight and be mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm this is going to be amazing. Can't wait. After. Sounds yeah. great. <laughs> like, this is so fun. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. <laughs> but it's so, it's so worth the other side of it. And yes. the reason why it's worth it is because it, you know you can do it again and mm-hmm. you can get through anything. Yeah. So that's, I'm actually going to ask you that. Does that, do you feel like all the no's you got have allowed you to build this trust within yourself and like put yourself out there um, to be told no. Cause I think mm-hmm. 
like one, it's scary to walk into the unknown, but it's it's a risk to put yourself in a situation where the outcome might be no or where the outcome might be something you don't know what it is. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where that's definitely the case. And I think you, you know, when someone, I actually hate this, but it's true. <laughs> like I'm somebody who's awkward with like calling places, like anything where I have to just like, I don't know, like okay. calling a doctor's office yeah. or something. Okay. I just get nervous calling, ordering a pizza, like anything where I can do it online. I'm like, cool. I don't have to talk. I'm so like <laughs> shy and awkward. But, <laughs> but the truth is the more you do it, mm-hmm. the better you become at it. You're yeah. like, oh, I, I got this. Like, I mean, no one's going to tell you you can't order the pizza though. So you'll, you'll be okay if you I call know, them. But the- <laughs> no, we're out. Click. We're close. <laughs> we're close. But for me, the no's become that where yeah. it's like, I've been through the no. Mm-hmm. I got to the other side of Mm -hmm. it doing me and doing it my way. And you made it work. Yes. And the truth is if, if it didn't go my way and it didn't light the path that it lit for me, um, I would rather have had the no Mm -hmm. and been myself. Yes. And I know that. Mm. So that's kind of what I mean (laughs) about Mm -hmm. the pizza thing or the doctor (laughs) thing. It's like the more you run into no's, Mm -hmm. the better you're going to be at like, yes, this this is going to turn around. And even if it doesn't, yeah, right, you can. Mm-hmm. Like you will make this yeah. know yeah. what it's supposed to be. You'll be the one thanking yourself as mm-hmm. long as you can like hone in on that and really keep going yeah. through and the it's darkness. Not, it's not easy at all. No. Right? And like we're talking about like the struggles of it um, and the challenges of it. And like it's not, it's not always like quick. Like you graduated high school yeah. more than seven years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. More like more than 10 years ago. A lot. And so it's a a journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And like it wasn't always like I hate my life like this sucks. No. There was moments ups and downs. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was like it's a journey. Yeah. It takes it's it takes time. But it it did work out in the end for you. And it's not even the end. Thank you. (laughs) And I hope that for me that it continues. Oh, yeah. Like. Like, I know there's going to be more things that can pull me down. There mm-hmm. always is. Every day there oh, yeah. for all of us. You're going to get so many more no's. Yeah. And you're going to say no and so I want many more so times. many more yeses. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to get so many more yeses. Yeah. You are absolutely going to. Like, you're only going up from here. Thank you. You know, like, you reach the next level. I don't know video games, but, like, <laughs> entering level next. <laughs> is that how it goes? I play a lot of games. We've been busy. We've been so busy. Okay. We've been doing our careers. Wow. So this actually feels like a good place to conclude. Mm -hmm. So if if I can gather anything that we've learned today from your story, it's that like you don't know what's going to happen. Like life is so unpredictable. Um, And even when we try... To, con- to control an outcome, we might realize or it just might be that that's not the right outcome, mm-hmm. right? And Sheryl Sandberg actually, she, I'm going to quote her because she says it like so great. She's like, if plan A doesn't work out, kick the shit out of plan B. Mm. And that is just like, that is so true. And that's your story, right? Like life is so serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Um, the simplest moment of working at a cupcake shop Mm -hmm. can literally create a lifelong ripple of great things, dude. Like, 
that that literally gives me chills. Like yeah, every time you talk about that story, <laughs> like I can't like that. And that is just that's inspiring, right? Because you allowed yourself to be at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and your your story is just so so spot on for this podcast because it's like you acknowledge the challenges, um, the challenges of overcoming like your your first career step, mm-hmm. not working out, um, and a relationship ending, not having <laughs> gone to college, like yeah, trying to pick up the pieces, like all at the same time. Yeah. But but you like you charged forward and you did it. Like you literally and you've created something. I'm not gonna cry again though. <laughs> like why? Like what? We're either laughing or crying. <laughs> I don't know. It's our whole relationship. Like you, you've created something that people can relate to and mm. like feel moved by, like just being who you are. And Thank that you. is like, and it, it's just amazing, dude. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, yeah. And like, these are the kinds of stories we're going to be telling me. I'm going to be telling you on this. I'll be here on this podcast. I'll scoot over. I'll scoot in the middle. <laughs> Um, okay. (laughs) I'm the correspondent. I cannot. I need to finish here. Okay. So, so wow. Great conversation. What do you have going on? Like, what else are you working on? What can we look forward to? So I have a couple more songs coming out this, the end of this year and coming into the new year. I really see this next year, 2023 being pivotal for me. Yeah. In a few ways. Okay. But I really, I have laid the kind of groundwork of what my music is, who I am, mm-hmm. who I appeal to, which I think is the person who feels different. Yeah. And I want to champion that person to be like, you're so fucking perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> how you are mm-hmm. and exactly as you are. And I really want to continue to create brands, yeah. to highlight other artists um who really have that same message yeah and to just grow like I don't think I'll ever be satisfied yeah (laughs) with anything I'm like that too like I just want to be yeah and I think because I've dedicated so much of my 20s to -hmm. my career I'm really finding me again Mm -hmm. like I'm excited I'll turn 30 next year and I think it's terrifying no it's fine it's fine (laughs) but it's gonna be it's going to be good because I feel like I have a lot more to give mm-hmm. and I feel like I love me more than I have before. And I, and that's kind of saying a lot and I hope to kind of just spread that message. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Well, <laughs> if you want to follow Isla, yes. you can find her on all platforms. At we, Isla. At Isla, right? <laughs> yeah. It's I is in Isla. Mm-hmm. Y. y is in the Y in Isla. L is in the L in Isla. <laughs> and A is in the A in Isla. <laughs> I love you so so follow her story yes. honestly like your whole journey it inspires me and I hope it inspires the listeners to just like keep being themselves and like empowers them to do things that seem hard and scary and just like you'll get through the other side so thank you I also just have to say okay Kenya you're amazing <laughs> you guys please listen to every episode Kenya is We'll probably get into more of her own story, yeah. but you are a rock star. You inspire me every day. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I don't know. But you, since I've known you, which is forever. <laughs> yeah, my whole life. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> you just persevere mm-hmm. and you inspire people and you live life in a way like nobody I know. Mm-hmm. Like you do the hardest things and you've accomplished amazing things, but you like cherish every moment. Yeah. And you're just 
epic. Thank and I love you. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm much. so proud of you. <laughs> Follow and subscribe to the Thank You For Saying No podcast and you'll get every episode as soon as it's released.